Wow, that's a nice opening, and what a nice Friday evening it is. I finally got here. What a long week it's been, especially with that State of the Union, or call it what you will address, that Joe Biden did the other night, which was fantastic. Greg Oliar and LB are here. How are you guys doing tonight? Let's start with you, Greg. We're fine. Oh, did you guys watch the address? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, yeah. I saw you had a nice show about it. It was good. It was weird. So I, much I, fun with Alison. She was great. I couldn't, I actually forgot the ending of the show. I didn't realize it was over. I was having so much fun talking to LB and, and, and AG, as it turns out, that I forgot it was 11 o'clock. I just could have, could have kept going for hours. <laughs> Easily. Um, I still feel pretty good about that, about Biden's address, I have to say. I also feel pretty good. I broke news here, I think, on the show a couple weeks ago that my son has a job and he is right now at McDonald's making chicken nuggets. <gasps> and this is like a. So he still I has drove job, by it a couple so times and just the... looked at the place and I'm like, I can't <laughs> kind of believe this is happening, but it's happening. Thanks, Biden. That's all I have to say. There Before Biden, he didn't have a job. Now he has a job. There you yeah. go. It's not even trickled down. It's, uh, it's I don't know what you call that economy. It's all, Everyone starts in McDonald's, right? In the United States. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people start their careers in McDonald's. Did you guys ever work at a fast food place? I worked at McDonald's for like yeah. in high school. It was great. It was great. By the way, trickle down. Now that we've all established that trickle down is like bullshit. Yeah. They're totally trolling us. They named it after the rich people peeing on us. That's what they <laughs> named it. It's so disgusting. I it really think is. about that. That's crazy. Yeah, I neither did I. It, it took 40 years for me to finally get it. But yeah. that's, that's it. <laughs> Because now we know. Well, now we have the visual. Meaning too. It's just a yeah. trickle. It's, you're just going to get a yeah. trickle. We get the ocean. You get a little trickle you from the faucet. A little trickle. You might be able yeah. to. Oh, yeah. oh, the faucet. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> and I hope it's retired forever with the rest of the fake news. Yes. I sure hope so. That yeah. was a great speech. I thought Biden did a masterful job. And boy, is it ambitious. I don't know how you pull all that off. But, and I believe that he will, because he's got a plan. Uh, but if he does pull yeah. all of that, I mean, this will, the country will be unrecognizable. Uh, and to, to our point of view, a few weeks ago, I think I'll be raised this, Greg, you were the first person to set, put us in the mindset of everything will be okay in just a few months uh, when everything gets sorted out and there are 100 million vaccinations. When at the time, it felt like none of that was even, like, even conceivable. Well, we didn't have a functional federal government for four yeah. years. As it turns out, having yeah. competent people running the federal government is actually good. It actually, yeah. when people who are there know what they're doing, they actually do things that need to be done. I know it's a, it's a very strange concept, <laughs> but that's alien to these Republicans, but it actually works. It's good. Speaking of Republicans, today's, tonight's show, we're going to talk a lot about Republicans and about their uh, the former government, the former administration, and all its various uh, side. I don't know what you would call Roger Stone. He's here. He was an advisor officially <laughs> to, to Donald Trump, of like a uh, criminal wing of the old White House, yeah. along with Rudy Giuliani and company. And all of them seem to be getting a little bit of heat in the last few days. Um, the word is rat fucker. That's what he yeah. is. He's a rat. <laughs> for those of us who predicted or tried to predict when justice was coming for um, for these characters, it's never a bad game. I mean, I, I remember predicting the Mueller report was going to land up getting Roger Stone in jail and, and indicted, and that never happened. So I, I try not to make predictions, but this does feel like it's really real. I mean, you don't go searching Rudy Giuliani's home and office and seizing all the electronic equipment just because you felt like it. I mean, you've got to have really good reason and a really solid case to get a judge to approve that search warrant, I presume. But the, the judge clearly was just watching Rudy on television for the last six months. It was like, here, do whatever the fuck you want. But they must have really strong ground. To the prediction piece yeah. of this, I feel like this is real. This is much more real than a lot of the full starts we've had during the bar term as AG. This is a very different world that Mary Garland has begun in the, the Department of Justice. You know, for those people who feel a little bit cynical about the justice system up until now, this is a good time to start thinking that this is actually, this is real moves being done by real professionals for really good reason and solid ground. 
Yeah, and I would like to add to that. I actually, and I will remain in the camp. I, yes, there was a big fail that happened. No one saw Bill Barr coming. I certainly didn't. Once he came, I was like, oh shit, here he is. This is it. This is all going to go very strangely. I didn't think it would be as catastrophic as it was. I didn't think that the House would lose its will to continue to pursue it because they were sticking their finger in the political winds and landed on the Ukraine fiasco. Not the, yes, I know you don't call it the Ukraine, but you, the fiasco that was the Ukrainian like phone call and Donald Trump left trying to leverage the president there and all of the thuggery that had gone on with the ambassador that with that's tied into all this Rudy stuff. Yeah, that we're I'm going to go now. deep into I, that later on in the show, by the we'll, way. We'll get into that. Yeah. But I do want to say, I think there were career, there are career prosecutors. I think we just have to understand it's not Merrick Garland waving a wa magic wand. Mm. What Merrick Garland is doing is not getting in the way of, of investigations based on criminal activity and behavior that warrant search warrants and warrant judges signing off on that and warrant investigations and warrant hopefully some indictments and warrant, we hope, a conviction or more than one. So that all those career prosecutors were you know, had a corrupt boss and now they have a boss that is letting them do their job. So that's the difference. That is the difference. So let's start with Roger Stone. I crossed out the WikiLeaks Mueller thing because that didn't work for me. Then I thought maybe he'll get arrested for or indicted for Stop the Steal. And I, I'm not 100% sure that's going to happen. That's still a, a possibility. But who would have thought that it would all come down to pardons at the end of the day? Or at least a big chunk of it would come down to pardons. And it comes down to pardons because of this excellent reporting that comes out of the Daily Beast who got their hands on a letter by Joel Greenberg, who was the former, I lose his title. What was his title again at the... Seminole County, he was the tax collector. The collector. I'm sorry, <laughs> tax, tax collector. collector. Of course, because that's what you need to be. Good friends with Matt Gates. He, he and Matt Gates apparently enjoyed a pretty wild lifestyle, sleeping with all sorts of people, including underage girls, and paying for them, which is, a, of course, a federal crime on two counts. And so here we are, and Joel Greenberg has confessed to all of this in a letter implicating Matt Gates. But there's also the reason why he did it. And uh, LB, why don't you tell us a little bit about why he wrote this letter in the first place? It appears as if he really wanted a pardon. And in order for Donald to know what to pardon him for, if no one's going to inform him, you're going to have to write that shit down. You need the actual... He wrote down his crimes, right? This is what I was involved in and Gates was in there with me and blah, 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 blah. And gave it to, Ro of all people, Roger Stone, because that's his, we could see his party buddy, highest kites they were in a lot of this picture. And, and Roger is the rat fucker chieftain. In right? fact, offered so, him $250,000 in Bitcoin in order well, to get that particular pardon presumably from the president. I mean, presumably it wasn't Roger Stone who was just going right. to pocket all 250000 I don't know. I don't know if he offered it or if Roger requested that amount. We're going to have to see. Roger's jumping up and down saying, you don't have the full cop. He's, he's doing his thing that he always yeah. does. He lies and he blah. There they are in those pictures, no by the way. There, there they, they are. Roger and It looks like a fun Joel. party. It looks like it's certainly either the start like or the end of a very fun night. I mean, who knows? Kids in the background there. Yeah. I think that might even be an outdoor theater. So it's uh, invite all the young people over. To there Roger's you go. House. And that's, you know, lifestyle is their lifestyle. And as long as they're not breaking any, yeah. any laws. They did, however, break laws or appear, yeah. appear to have broken laws with underage girls. But the story of the pardons is really fascinating because you're saying that potentially Greenberg implicated himself and implicated Roger Stone 
uh, by writing this confession letter and Matt Gates uh, in order to get that pardon from from Donald Trump. If Roger Stone was selling pardons, I mean, you can lobby uh, a lot, all these people that ended up on the pardon list and getting pardons. They hired people to help them get those pardons. Apparently, that's a perfectly legal thing to do. But whether Donald's accepting a cut of that money, if you're paying to get the pardon from the guy, not just paying a firm to lobby for you, I, it gets a little messy in there. So yeah. I, I don't know. What is there we'll a law on the book? Out. Can you accept money from someone for a pardon? I presume it is illegal. No. You, you cannot. Yeah, but, but someone a par- else. A pardon, but, is a, a pardon is a thing that has value. Right. And you're paying yeah. money to an individual to use their government position to give you something of value, which is a bribe, period. But if you're I'm a lobbyist a lawyer, or a shit, lawyer or that, somebody. That shit is not remotely legal. Trump cannot take money from the. Yeah, that's, let's Stone get into and, this. And, and Rudy, that's basically the question. Yeah, there's plenty of firms, right? And a lot of them are folks attached to these pardons, and there's no way they were just working pro bono. <laughs> they were hired to try to get pardons. I wanted to bring everyone, when we look at these pardons, I do think it's important to look at the pardons as, as a whole, because this does come back to the stuff that we all were tracking with the organized crime syndicates connected to Donald Trump and his Trump Tower and the Russians and the Russian Ukrainians and all this whole business of this crime syndicate, this larger idea of the bigger crime syndicate behind this presidency that's also connected into the Kushner family. It, it just right. is, everybody. Right. It is what it is. And for those criminals, there were a couple on, on the pardon list that came one very big one and there was only like one or two articles written about this and i was like when i saw heli naham's <laughs> name on that pardon list my hair went whoosh it just yeah. set on fire i and i don't think that people understood even what that pardon was so everybody's heard the stories of the poker games that were in trump tower and poker games that were also in the plaza connected to molly bloom there was movies about it there's big celebrities implicated in all this there is the russian mafia at the center of all of that and there were it was a little crew in there and they were art dealer right like in in new york city who had you know, uh, the trinker the trinkers i think that's how you say their name i'm going to say all the names wrong everybody i always do just get over it okay so the the trinker is like a father and a son and they were part of this crew with heli that were and heli's father is a bit has a big art gallery big art businesses these this is the art world of new york city that's connected to Eastern Europe yeah. specifically. And also those individuals, all friends and associates, business associates and friends of people like Dasha Zerkova and the artsy.com right. and this whole, yes. whole world of- There's Jared of, again in artsy. And Jared yeah. and Josh Kushner, yes, right? exactly. So, so Heli was, he was a gambler. He was arranging the games. He was, or he was part of the game showing up in the stuff that was happening in both Trump Tower and in uh, the Plaza Hotel. The Trump Tower is is notorious for being a place where you can go and do some you know shady things. But the fact that they were yeah. housing a Russian casino, basically, under the Trump banner <laughs> is, um, yeah. is significant. Tonight's 100-day special event is brought to you by Helix Sleep. I've heard it from so many people. The one thing that's changed since January is their sleep. Not waking up worrying about what the president might have done or said or tweeted makes the world of a difference. I don't think I had a good solid night's sleep in four years. And it wasn't only the president. My 10-year-old mattress, which started life as a 12-inch foam mattress, had shrunk to an 8-inch mattress. And getting out of bed was often more of a slide than a bounce. 
It was time for a new mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? Changing the course of a country can take a village. Changing the course of your sleep takes a quiz. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash narrative. That's the way we spell narrative, N-A-R-A-T-I-V. That's helixsleep.com slash narrative for up to $200 off and two free pillows just for you. For those people who doubt that it is connected to the Russian mob or the Russian uh, intelligence services, yeah. th this is evidence, more than abundant evidence, that there he is. I think it was just the floor below or, or near, near uh, where Trump was. And uh, about 10 floors below that. We yeah. don't know because he lied about the floor. But you know this too. There's not, there's not as many floors at Trump Tower as this yeah. man says that there are because he wanted it to sound bigger when in the elevator or when he's selling these condos. It's but on he was the Russian, floor. It's really on but like it was a Russian casino, 12, basically. It was a Russian casino. It was a laundry. It was a laundromat. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. even a Russian casino. It was just a straight up laundromat. And the feds infiltrated that shit and took those fuckers down. Now, one guy got away from all of that. I can never say his name. And but yes. he's a big <laughs> gang lord. He's a massive crime lord. He was also charged in fixing, I don't know if you guys remember the 2000, I think it was 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake when we found out that the Russian right. figure skaters and that was all rigged right, that. Right. Yes. He's, he, he did that. Okay, he did, he did that because yeah. they're, they're gamblers. They're gamblers. Yeah. And, and he's a big heroin. He was connected, he's connected to a big heroin trafficking ring that's also connected to Alisher Usmanov who is an intelligence officer that's one of the investors in Facebook. <laughs> like, it's just this a cast is what of it 10, is. Really, just, they show up everywhere. A, they <laughs> show the up everywhere. People. They're all out of the Kremlin. They're all in organized crime. They have a tremendous amount of blood money that they need to launder. And this was one of their launders was Trump Tower. And so, whether it's the condos or whether it's the poker game, whatever it is, Trump is open for business or the art open for business for Russian money laundering. Okay, so that guy, we call him little Taiwanese, right? So mm -hmm. there's little Japanese, which was Ivankov, a major Voivodina. These are Vors. These aren't just any gangster guys. These are Vors. These are with the stars and the things and the, and the killing the people and the gulags. And this is bad. Okay, right. these are the worst of the worst. And a little Taiwanese is this Tukatakatakata. And the person who was really hunting him, one of the FBI agents, the street agents that was really hunting him, and his name is on all this shit, is Andy McCabe. Oh, interesting. So if that makes everybody's little light bulbs go off, well, maybe that's why Trump had such a, a whatever he has in his depends for Andy McCabe. Wasn't and Robert so Mueller also and involved in, in tracking all of this down? Wasn't it? Wasn't it also no, he was head of the FBI in the era of and consolidating the FBI and consolidating even counterintelligence because of the terror threat after 9-11. He did that mass. He was a massive leader. Uh, so he was actually right before Comey. Um, he was the FBI chief before Comey. And he he did in 2011 give a great big speech about Mogilevich and his crime empire. And these men are all part of it. So, yeah. Okay. So, tuka 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 tuka, little Taiwanese flees. He escapes the long arm of the law when this poker racket comes tumbling, this gambling art money laundering scheme at Trump Tower comes tumbling down. Heli goes to prison, right? Heli gets indicted, convicted, goes to jail. Okay. So, Heli's just sitting in there. And I I don't know whether he got out. I have to look at my notes. I'm sorry, guys. He either got out or whatever, but he got a pardon. 
Yeah. He got a pardon. And of all these other sort of Jewish names and Jewish gangsters involved in this sort of syndicate with Dershowitz and Kushner and this whole thing, all those other people got were proudly Dershowitz would say, I helped negotiate this pardon. Or we knew it came from Jared. Not Helly. Nobody touched that one. It was like, we're not saying that we had anything to do with this. Because it's just so hot. It could have been yeah. Donald himself that was like, oh, I love Helly. I, I don't know. Anyway, little Taiwanese escapes the, the arm of justice when all this went down. Not the pardons, but when they actually took down the get money laundering syndicate. And next time he shows up was next to Donald Trump on the red carpet in Moscow, literally right next to him for that Miss Universe pageant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And he's like there. And everybody who knew what they were looking at was like, there's Heli. (laughs) It wasn't Heli. It was the little Taiwanese guy. They were in the the same syndicate, the guy that got away. So just to remind everybody the kinds of pardons that were on that list. Now, I want to take everyone back a little bit in time too about this corrupt use of this pardon power is also a commutation power okay mm. and the president has it it's just he's got it the very first sentence he commuted so the first commutation before the arpaio pardon which was the first pardon was for a rabbi that was oh, in right. prison for he uh, was the biggest kosher meat packing thing. I think it was in Iowa or something in the Midwest. And he's a very, had Dershowitz had been lobbying for this guy to get off in years and years. Um, he's connected to Rabbi Bebe Lashar. I can never say his name right, who are Putin's rabbi, that Dershowitz also like, considered his mentor or whatever that Dershowitz loved. But also on this guy's request for commutation is Louis Free and William Sessions and all of the usual characters that also were always petitioning for Semyon Mogilevich to get off the FBI's Most Wanted. That were It's always the same group of characters and Giuliani is in there with these people, constantly vying to get these Russian, Ukrainian, and Israeli mobsters, all part of the same syndicate, out from underneath the finger of our justice system, one mm-hmm. way or another. Uh, Donald commuted, that was his first commutation, was this meatpacker who, part of his crimes, um, he was indicted for a whole bunch and then he was convicted of, uh, of tens of them. I think he was indicted for 80 something, he ended up being convicted for 30 or 40 of them. But it was, this was, he was employing immigrant labor without papers. So everything that Donald rails against, this guy was doing, but he also had child labor in there. Mm. He was forced child labor in this meatpacking business that he had. So he belonged Hel- in prison. He was part of this community. Kelly got a lot of his support for his pardon from this Jewish community, from the from the extended Chabad community almost. Well, we can assume that. We don't know because nobody took credit for that pardon because <laughs> nobody wanted to touch Ellie. And he was a joke in some respects. If you talk to folks who were around the Russian mafia in those days, some of them will roll their eyes about Heli, but. Others are like, no, that's serious. That's a serious crime syndicate with those trinkers. They work, they're connected to uh, Kislin, Sam Kislin, mm. and had a mutual partner with him, setting up that electronics shop and all the first, sort of and Sam Kislin was the guy who first recruited Trump. Intelligence operations right. that were set up that initially recruited Donald Trump. Everyone that is one or two degrees of separation from that intel op, they're walking around free now. Yeah. So we'll come back to Jared Kushner in a bit because he'll tie back okay. in with 
with uh, Rudy a little later on. But there's this quote, jeez, it does say what it says, today is the day, this is from Roger Stone, we will know by the end of the day to Greenberg. I think you sent uh, me some documents, but it disappeared. I hope you're prepared to wire me $250,000 because I'm feeling confident. And he's referring to the pardon and uh, hoping to get Greenberg that pardon for $250,000 in Bitcoin, which was what was discussed in a previous uh, exchange between the two of them. So that's Roger Stone appearing to commit some sort of crime. Maybe it's not a crime. Maybe it's just uh, lobbying. We'll find out. And then it goes on to say, but as Stone explained in the January 30th, 30th text, a full 10 days that Trump left office, Gates was partly to blame for Greenberg not getting his pardon. What I don't understand is why MJ, this is a mistype here, it's actually MG referring to Gates, would not help me at all and actually told me not to help you, which I, which I try to do anyway. In the end, it would have not have mattered. Cipollone killed everything we wanted to get done, and that included the stuff MG wanted. Stone wrote, immediately clarifying that MJ was a typo and that he meant MG. The response from Greenberg was, okay, he actually said not to help me, wow. And then um, he replied, Stone replied, if you repeat it, uh, you're really going to hurt me. And yes, he, he does repeat it and he hurts him because there it is in the Daily Beast. So it's trouble for Roger Stone. But it's interesting as well that Matt Gates is apparently telling Roger Stone and the president not to give his really good friend, his really good friend Greenberg, a pardon for all these crimes that they committed together. It seems like a, like a dumb thing to do, really. Yes. No, I don't know what to say. I mean, wouldn't you want him to get a pardon? You'd want him to get a pardon. <laughs> this whole thing is so, it's so preposterous. It's so preposterous because Stone did get convicted, right? Did, didn't he get convicted and get offered? Did I dream so that? Stone am I just, got convicted. Am I addled? Yeah, he got convicted. It wasn't because you said at the beginning of the show that Mueller didn't commuted. get Stone. He got commuted. Yeah, I know he got commuted. But oh, he, well, I meant to mention in the general. I, you know, no, I, know, I just want. I just want to clarify Thank you. Thank because you. uh, you're right. Um, he did get busted, and I think it's an important distinction to make because these guys get busted, and then they're pardoned, and then they go on to do worse and worse things. And right. we keep seeing this over and over again. We see it with Stone, who's absolutely mixed up with the insurrection. I mean, he was absolutely. there right on the morning of. We saw it with Flynn, ditto. That ugly motherfucker never spent even a day in jail. None of them, nothing. And Manafort, too. And, and Manafort and, should have been... All of them. And and the pardons are just so I don't know what the answer is, but I hope that we can look into this pardon thing and, and somehow argue that it's all nonsense because Trump is part of all of these crimes and therefore ineligible to pardon. The, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Like, this it's, is really, a, it's a big incentive to become a president, right? You get to if you're a criminal <laughs> or the head of a criminal organization, the one way out to all your problems is to climb to the yeah. very top of the United States government and pardon your buddies pardon your, and yourself. And then, and then the only way out from that point forward is to make sure you stay in power, which is what that insurrection was all about. Now you, everyone can see why they were all so goddamn desperate for Donald yep. to win re-election. Look at these people. There are, Giuliani is in so much trouble unless he plays whatever card. He says he has a secret card. Let's see what it is. I don't know if it's something from Trump's past. I don't know if it's something else that he will, maybe something on 9-11, something he might deliver. 
I know that sounds conspiratorial, you guys, but this guy was at the heart of so much for so long. I don't know what he could pull out to deliver. It could even be a pocket pardon. I don't know that we can trust the reporting around, no, you're relying on reporters who Donald's giving information to or Jared's giving information to about what did or did not happen. Right around these pardons and I just, they're not truthful people. <laughs> so not the reporter, but the- but There the could be pocket pardons for sure. We don't know. There's no so way to really we know. we don't know. So this brings us to this guy. Palmer Lucky is yeah. a, we know a lot about Palmer Lucky LB. Do you want to explain who he is? Ah, ah is a good okay. description, ah. <laughs> but he's also- uh, the, uh, Good. He's the recipient of some massive money laundering benefits. That's what I. That's how I would classify him. Come and get me, Palmer. But he had this company, Oculus, that had crappy at the time virtual reality technology, and Mark Zuckerberg paid him. We thought it was just a billion dollars over the valuation. Now. We know it's two billion dollars. Three, over what oh yeah, yeah, three billion total. Plus three billion in total. Oh, the maximum everybody was saying this was worth was a billion. Zuckerberg paid three billion, and the excuse for that was, oh, that's just the way Silicon Valley works. I'm like, well, yeah, because it's a money laundering operation. That's why it works that way, you assholes. So Zuckerberg gives him an extra two billion dollars, to which he took and turned around. He as one does a little bit. Yeah, as rounding error, really. Yeah, everybody here. He he worked for Facebook for a bit in there for that as Facebook would have assumed all that crappy tech and then did whatever they did with it. But and it looks like he brought in a lot of far people. I think got into Facebook not just through Zuckerberg because they knew Mark, but through Palmer as well. And yeah, then because look he at Palmer's pedigree. I mean, other. Those there he is with Steve Bannon colleagues. and and Chuck Johnson. That's right. Little little white. He uh, took that two billion dollars, whatever that is. Yeah. He put that $2 billion to use and he helped build the alt-right. That's what he did. Yeah, and he also built that's a company, a, a private company that's basically funded right. by the government, by the military, that produces that's drones, right. produces you know very good drones apparently, drones? but still drones to mainly patrol the southern border and make sure those pest right. immigrants don't come in, but also- He was doing a lot of stuff with Zinke in the beginning yeah. too, to get in there and get some land grab around our monuments. It, it's, he's and a very- all the Chinese uh, drones all the Chinese yeah. drones banned through wanting first through yeah. Zinke, who approved all that. And then he yeah. was trying to get it through Barr a little later on. So why I'm telling you all of this yeah. is because Matt Gates is engaged to be married to Palmer Lucky's lovely uh, sister, Ginger. And so mm -hmm. here is the timeline around how Matt Gates met Ginger Lucky. And I won't bore you with all the details, but I already mentioned that the drone situation where Matt Gates was suddenly in favor of Chinese-made drones being banned from America because they might be spying on America, which who knows if they are, but suddenly Matt Gates found that to be a, an important issue for his you know, congressional career. So he penned a couple of letters, and, and then he also tweeted about the fact that he was very excited about Palmer's new drone coming out. But finally, in December of uh, 2020, he got engaged to Ginger Lucky with uh, Judge Perot from the from Fox News witnessing it and also tweeting it so that's how they got involved together now if you look at the timing it's December 2020 which is around the time they're all arguing about pardons right because time is running out for the president of the United States and we all need to get our pardons. so around this whole period of time he's spending a lot of time in Mar-a-Lago is Matt Gates he's spending a time yeah. with uh, Palmer Lucky and they're trying to get one particular person uh, a pardon and that person is this guy, I'm sorry, one second, this guy. Let 
Where is he? People are going to think it's me, Zev. I don't need a partner. <laughs> are you sure? Anything you want to confess? Because you can confess. I don't right know. Here. It's not over yet. It's so this, this dude is the dude who stole all the Google self-driving technology and basically took it to Uber. He got sued for it. He had to spend, uh, I think, a year in jail. And there's a huge fine attached to it. And in comes Palmer Lucky and Peter Thiel, another of Donald Trump's favorite Silicon Valley supporters. And they argue to, to Trump that this guy should get a pardon for his theft of all this great technology. Probably so they could use it themselves, we think, maybe down the line. But who knows? Uh, it's certainly an interesting thing that they backed to this pardon. And who's involved in that as well is Matt Gates, I believe. We don't know that for sure, but we think Matt Gates is. So it's possible, you know, in an attempt to maybe either get the pardon, they, there's a marriage or an engagement, or maybe in an attempt to cover up the evidence because then he can't uh, testify or she can't testify against Matt Gates. It could be that Ginger is involved in some sort of pardon scandal there as well with Palmer Lucky. It's a little bit of speculation uh, at the end there. Actually, just a little bit of speculation. Yeah. Here, but it's interesting. Here's it's interesting. my take on it. It's yeah. interesting. Here's my take on it Matt Gates is a sycophantic climber of which we have not seen in a while. And his running crew was this Greenberg fucker in, in Florida and the dirty politicians in Florida and Roger Stone, who also at one point was very close with Chuck Johnson and knows Palmer as well. And and he he had an opportunity to climb over those guys and grab onto some Palmer lucky money with that with his sister they i'm surprised at how much they look alike i didn't realize how much they, there's one picture you had of matt yeah. which is, oh, they look like brother and sister so he's just climbing he's climbing he was doing the tiffany trump compliments and he was hanging with ivanka this guy is just climbing he's climbing money and fame that's all he's doing yeah absolutely i think you're I think right that's you're, what that you're, is. you're right yeah. there but there you know there's a question mark around this particular pardon and we know that that Matt Gates yeah. was involved in the pardon process because Greenberg and, and Stone just told us that. They just told us that That's in that right. letter. And if so, you're Greenberg, yeah. you're going, he's going to give that guy a pardon and I'm his running buddy and he's yeah. not going to look out for me. I don't know that Greenberg is vindictive. I wouldn't, I don't like this man at all, but who can blame him if he is vindictive for Matt Gates really, truly throwing him under the bus, but, and leaving him just swinging out there. So of course, but what choice does he have? He wrote down his crimes and right. gave them to Roger Stone. <laughs> he, he wrote his crimes down. Yeah. What he do you do in that case? Down. Yeah. Are, you referring, are you referring to um, a novel that he was working on where, that he submitted <laughs> to Roger Stone for literary criticism? <laughs> oh, is that a novel yeah. where Roger Maybe Stone said, it. pay me $250,000 in crypto and I'll publish it on my vanity press. Yeah. That's Maybe. what happened. I'm sure they've already thought of this. I, I, are we? This is all fascinating. And I have to confess that this aspect of things is new to me. And I'm not 100% sure that you two aren't trolling me right now, like Palmer <laughs> and Ginger Lucky. These are real people. Real right? people. We're not, real people. You swear to God. Okay. When people get married and get divorced, there's a money aspect to it, generally. When they're not in love, because the, the public declarations of love that Matt Gates has made for her have not, I don't know. It, they just haven't struck me as being particularly authentic. I don't know. I'm not maybe the best. Seem to be a uh, one woman kind of guy. His Twitter page, this first thing that says fiance. And I don't know, maybe yeah. this is just maybe you get married, your finances merge in a very way that's totally fine. And then you can get divorced later. And maybe there's a deal in place, a prenup of some kind. I'm just spitting out shit here. I don't know anything about that. Well, that's how you pay for a pardon. If this were, if this were the novel right. that Greenberg and Stone are working on, 
that's what would be happening. That's right. interesting. Oh, okay. The world that he gets plugged into, no, okay, maybe. The world he plugs himself into via Ginger is this, is a tech world, is a Silicon Valley world, is a government contract world. It's a, if you're looking at, okay, I'm not going to do the Congress thing anymore. I'm going to go be a personality on Fox News and I'm going to have build a wealth, a legacy wealth profile. That's the marriage that'll get you there. That is. Yeah. Look, as a congressman yeah. sitting on the defense committee, he actually approves a lot of these uh, contracts. So he's part of the approval process. So, mm -hmm. you know, inclu including this drone legislation or drone regulation to, to stop Chinese drones from being flown in the United States. You know, he would have been part of that decision making. So that's not, you know, that's not pretty either. It's yeah. done. I'm not, sure he's, I'm not sure he's wrong about that, by the way. I'm not sure he's wrong about that. I mean, I, 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 I feel like it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I feel like it's fine. Yeah, let's let's make them all, you know, American-made drones. Argument. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. good argument for getting a contract. There you go. Yeah. I, I do want to say something before we move off of Greenberg and yeah. this stone thing. I don't know if you were ready to do that, but I want to make sure I get this in there. I just wanted to show pictures of Greenberg's life and Matt okay. Gates's life in, in Mar-a-Lago and uh, the White House. They had a lot of access. Matt Gates was yeah. a regular at Mar-a-Lago. There he is waking up and before playing golf on a Saturday morning, overlooking the flag. You know, he's very close to Donald Trump. When you start adding Roger Stone and Rudy Giuliani, which we will in a, in a second, boy, it's all getting very close to Mar-a-Lago and there can't be a lot of happy moods in Mar-a-Lago these days no and I, I, so what i wanted to say about this lifestyle this is very good and i heard someone say it today for the little bit of tv i caught today before coming on and I, I apologize for not knowing this woman's name but i was thinking the same thing i had the same gut reaction and I'm ha haven't been hearing people articulated outside of, of the woman uh, who did today who i think is a lawyer or a pros former prosecutor is in the reporting in the Daily Beast, when I read that article, Greenberg approaches the 17-year-old girl and demands that she apologize for lying to them and potentially ruining their lives by saying she was 18 oh and made her say she's sorry, do you know, and guilted her for this young girl guilted her about his behavior and about Matt mm. Getz's behavior. And I just want you to know that how you could have ruined our lives. You're ruining people's lives. That mindset to me, mm. it, it encapsulates so fully these men and that former presidency even, and just the culture that we're up against in our nation right now, this culture of patriarchy where, and this sort of entitlement, like I'm entitled to take advantage of you as a teenager, but how dare you put me at risk if you lie in that way some way, Correct. and you're the one therefore that's gonna be responsible for my downfall as a 30 something year old man for sleeping with a teenager. Yeah. And in this case, raping a teenager because it's statutory rape, trafficking a teenager. It's her fault somehow because she wasn't honest about her age. And then once she turned 18, the reporting says he went ahead and celebrated that and contacted Gates and like, she's 18 now. Well, that's what, that's no, who these men are. Look, they also, this is the junkets, right? They took them on, on these junkets paid for by the marijuana industry. You know, they took these teenage yeah. girls on this, on these junkets. I mean, that's just not, it's just gross. And to then to blame the girl, it's just impossible. It's just impossible to blame think that that's where and their heads apologized. are. Head, unbelievable. Uh, your 17 year old girl, Apologize for what, her age? This man, she apologized because the story is she told us she was 18. And so therefore, we're not culpable because wow. she lied about her age. That That's who they are. I, I don't need to say any more about that. You guys get it. Yeah, absolutely. You guys get it. It's awful. I, I don't understand why they're...
they're operating in the open as much as they are, but they're obviously operating in the open because they feel like nothing's going to get them. They don't seem to care that they've got, when they do a Venmo payment and it says the reason is for ass, they don't seem to care at all. That, or at least yeah. they don't feel like there's any chance that they're going to get imprisoned or caught by anybody. They just feel like they're-, they're Because there's never been any consequences. Yeah. Like That's I've right. said before, Matt Gates is Trump at 38. It's the same shit. It's rich dad that bails him out every time he gets into trouble. There's no accountability ever for anything. Yeah. So until there is accountability for something, anything, he's just going to keep doing this stuff. And that's how they all are. And it gets worse and worse. If there's one thing we've learned in the last five years, it's that we have to have deterrence with this stuff. Just like with Putin, you can't let these people do these little things uh, incrementally because eventually they're just gonna, it's going to get so bad they're not going to be able to be stopped. You have exactly. to stop them when they commit the crime the first time. And, and have accountability. Either believe we are a nation of laws or we're not. We either live by our it's, laws. It's really that simple. And no, these guys don't care. They think it's funny. They Did they really ask when they did yeah. the Venmo? I'm yeah. sure they yes. did because they're like, yes. hoo, hoo, so typical, hoo, hoo, right? Hoo, let's write ass. Hoo. It's just you how know, they would operate. We all At know those kind of guys, right? Be clever. I don't want to hear that noise again, <laughs> Craig. Holly. But I've done that noise myself. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Tonight's special event is brought to you by Policy Genius. Now that the world seems to have settled down a little bit, hopefully you're finding some time to focus on your own personal affairs. My mother is full of great advice, even great financial advice, and she's always going on about the importance of life insurance. Frankly, who has the time to go calling up individual insurance companies to compare different policies and quotes? It's just so much work deciding on what the right policy is for me or for you. That's why I turn to Policy Genius. Why Policy Genius? Because Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? Well, you can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance company, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right.